Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today on the podcast, we are discussing Heart of the Matter, an original movie from the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel that originally aired on Sunday, May 15th. If you like us, if you like our podcast, you know we have two episodes a week. This week we have three, but every Tuesday we have an episode as well. And those are not Hallmark related, but they're very fun. And we invite you to take a listen to those. If you're a Hallmark exclusive listener, give them a try. Yeah, for sure. You can also email us anytime at meganandwindy at gmail.com or we have a very happening (laughs) Facebook group. Engaged. Engaged. Uh, We have a great Hallmark specific Facebook group that I am just loving so much. So I invite everybody to come over. Just search Girls Gone Hallmark in Facebook. You'll find it. Indeed, we would love to have you. Wendy, do you have a synopsis for Heart of the Matter? I sure do. Are you ready for it? I am. Andy is devastated by an accidental death of a patient, but as she and the grieving mother overcome their sorrow through forgiveness, they learn that acceptance leads to hope. Starring Amy Teagarden, Gail O'Grady, and Chandler Massey. Would you like me to hit you with some Hallmark-specific news first? Please. We have countdown to Christmas news. Stop. I'm so excited because it's May and you know Hallmark is very last minute with these productions. But we have Will Kemp, who you may recall as the star of A Christmas Waltz. Yes. One of your top three movies. He will star in what is currently titled A Jolly Good Christmas, which is both set and filmed in England. Will he be dancing? I hope. That I do not know. Who is his co-star? Reshma Shetty. That's exciting. Yeah. A newcomer. And this is Christmas? We're talking mm-hmm. a Christmas-themed movie already? hmm Well, I sure do like Will Kemp, so I hope he's dancing. You know, he has a dance, like, history background, right? Yep. So that movie, and I can't remember the name of it right now, where they sang songs... Oh, Just One Kiss. Yes, Just One Kiss. Like, I love that movie so much. I I need, like, content like that. Yeah. It feels, like, old-timey, but, like, good fun, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. I'm a grandma these days, apparently. Me, too. I just, I just want, like, fun entertainment to watch. Hey, let's talk news and notes of Heart of the Matter. Okay, well, I do have a slightly Hallmark news and note, and we probably mentioned it on a previous podcast, but in April, it was announced that Amy Teagarden signed an exclusive multi-picture deal with Crown Media. Mm-hmm. And I think a Christmas movie is in that deal as well, but I could not confirm. I would love to see that. She um, was in one of the best Christmas movies of last year, so I would be shocked if they did not give her a countdown to Christmas placement. I think so, too. But was it her or was it Andrew Walker and then the surprise cameo from Tyler freaking Hines? Well, I think it was a combination, but she was certainly part of that secret sauce. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. It's me and the family Christmas tree. Oh, no, that's not it. My family Christmas tree. My Christmas family tree. Me and the family Christmas tree. (laughs) 
the story itself was so good. I, yeah. I really like that movie. And I, you know what? That's going to be on my 2022 watch list. Rewatch list. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. It was good. It was good. Get to right in that Hallmark Christmas mood. It does. Okay, so obviously we're talking about Amy Teagarden, and she plays Andy, but she's also best known as Julie Taylor on the series Friday Night Lights. And look at, I highly recommend watching the series if you've never seen it. Just like Ted Lasso is not about soccer, Friday Night Lights is really not about football. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. It's so good. And I, in the last couple of years, did a rewatch of that series, and man... It still holds well. It still hits you in the right spots, but I don't know if it like still. I'd have to rewatch it in 2022 now and see if there's if it's problematic in places. But sure, like everything is. My point is, go watch that series if you've never seen it. So good. You know, I watched Friday Night Lights, but I stopped after season four and season five is the final season because I didn't want it to be over and then I never went back to it. So I think I need to do a full rewatch. Yeah, However, do. season two is real bad because I believe season two took place during the writer's strike. Oh. But the one thing season two does really well is Tammy Taylor's postpartum days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do such a good job with that. So I am seconding your recommendation and I might just rewatch myself. You should. Should we have a Friday Night Lights podcast? Oh my gosh. Should we? If you guys are into that, email us at meganandwendy at gmail.com. You know, like, we'll just have a podcast Monday through Friday here. (laughs) Seriously. Or it could be Patreon exclusive. Oh, hey now. I like that too. Moving on. Amy is also, she's got a ton of acting credits, but she was also in The Ranch on Netflix, a show I think you watched. She was in the ranch? It said that's what IMDB says. I've never seen that show. The Ranch is a Netflix series about a ranch. My husband really likes that show very much. Sam Elliott is in it. Ashton Kutcher stars in it. I like it. I I don't have the affection for it that he does. Um Danny Masterson is in it. Yeah, that's problematic, isn't it? Not in it. <laughs> as <laughs> Oh, like he's in it. He's in it at the beginning and then boom, gone. He's in the first few seasons and then he goes away. Oh boy. I will say that. It's not a feel good show. Is it, is it a comedy? It has funny moments because Sam Elliott is very quietly funny. Is he? But it's not a comedy. It's a drama. I mean, it is like life is hard on this ranch and here are all the problems we have in our lives. And it is, it is not a lighthearted television show. Did Sam Elliott make our hot dudes list? I believe Sam Elliott was the impetus for the hot old dudes list. Yeah, wasn't he? <laughs> I thought like, so too. Sam Elliott and Kevin Costner can still get it. Who else yeah. can still get it? And yeah. then we made a whole list. If you've missed that episode, scroll up a little bit. It's called Hot Old Dudes, a deep dive. It's a good time. <laughs> it is. I will leave a link in our show notes. The writer of the movie is Karen Struck. Now, IMDB indicates that she's written for several doctor-slash-medical-type shows. I have that note, too. Ah! Including The Good Doctor, The Night Shift, and Monday Mornings. So she comes with a, you know, prolific experience writing medical-type shows. And I think she does it well. It felt like the medical part hit well. It felt legit. Yeah, to me, as a non-medical 
personnel, <laughs> but I believed it. Yeah, so did I. I. I mean, I have some questions and we'll get to that sure. a little bit later. But yeah, I thought like I wasn't ever like, what nonsense are they talking about? You know, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, Peter Bryant, who plays mentor Dr. Fisher. Mm-hmm. Hallmark fans will recognize him from movies like The Santa Stakeout and Always Amore, but he has 146 acting credits. Wow. And he has also been in Upload, which is a show that I love, and Riverdale, which is a common theme among some of our Hallmark actors. Yeah, and only season one of Riverdale was good. I never, Agreed. I never watched after that. Same. Gail O'Grady plays Gladys. Now, she's got over 100 acting credits. She's probably best known for NYPD Blue, which ran from 1993 to 1999. I was not interested in that show when I was that age. <laughs> probably the demo was a little bit older than I was. I was in yeah, my early 20s. I mean, is NYPD Blue a CBS show? It feels like a... There's... I think it was an ABC show, actually. Um, It feels like... There's so many shows like that now, like the NCISs and the CSIs and the Hawaii Five-Os and the, mm-hmm. the you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of the originals that launched a thousand cop shows. Maybe. No, because wasn't there another cop show like before Cagney and Lacey was a cop show? Now, you guys, I was a child when that stuff was out. Cagney and Lacey and there was another cop show. It's not coming to mind, but if you're listening to this episode and you know what I'm talking about please email us. Gail O'Grady was also, she's been in very popular TV shows like Boston Legal, American Dreams, Monk, Desperate Housewives, Revenge, and Criminal Minds. Goodness. I know, a whole lot. Now, while I was going through her IMDb, I have a question for you. As I was going through her IMDb, it shows that she was on an episode of a television show that aired on the USA Network called Silk Stockings. Are you familiar? I'm not sure I've ever seen an episode, but I've definitely seen previews. Oh, really? As yeah. a child? You had to have been a child. It ran from yeah, yeah, 1991. Yeah. Like, I'm babysitting, watching Lifetime. <laughs> it ran from 1991 to 1999. It starred Rob Estes from Melrose Place mm-hmm. and a actress named Mitzi Capture. I loved this show and I always watched it in repeats on the USA Network. It's like a detective type show. And it was on the USA Network. It was a little bit racy, I would say, Mm -hmm. for the time. The double entendre with silk stockings. Yes, I was super into this show. And I need to see if it's airing anywhere. Like, is it Mm. streaming? I think I want to revisit. Big cast in this movie. We have Andrew Zakhar, who plays Patrick in this movie, has a ton of supporting actor credits. But Hallmark's really the only place that lets him take the lead. He was also in The Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. And I would like to see more Andrew Zakhar. Was this the pilot? Yeah. Oh. Honestly, my research, I didn't even look at. His storyline was so, like not important to me in this movie so <laughs> i know i'm a terrible how about person. his son asriel dahlman who plays willie who was also in coyote creek christmas and sweet carolina um, not on your radar either we'll talk about that more in my wish i know for how much category. you love children in these movies <laughs> and of course this movie was filmed in vancouver while being set in portland okay let's talk about chandler massey as henry uh-huh now Days of Our Lives is a big show in your house. Indeed. 
He plays Will Horton. Is he currently playing Will Horton on that show? Yep. He uh, split his time between Days of Our Lives and filming this show. Oh, did he now? Mm-hmm. He was also in last year's Next Stop Christmas. Yeah. Time travel-ish yeah. movie, <laughs> which I really liked him. Like, I don't know why he's not in, like, he he should be in a lead role, don't you think so? Oh, 100%. Like, I have many things to say about his role in this movie, but yes. Oh, 100%. interesting. I have uh, lots of questions about, I have lots of questions about his role, too. Okay. And this movie filmed during March 2022, so man, real, real tight turnaround on this guy. Yeah. That's all I got for news and notes. The last note I have is that they had both a cardiology advisor and a surgical nurse on set for accuracy as revealed by the executive producer's Instagram. Mm. Let's mm-hmm. talk first impressions. Do you want to go first? Well, I had one and I erased it. Oh. So the current one is, uh-oh, another problematic movie. <gasps> really? I'd like to hear my first one. Okay. Amy Teagarden, you have saved the month of May. <gasps> They're so opposite. I know, as are my feelings about this movie. What is your first impression? Maybe Dr. Andy should have been a dermatologist <gasps> instead of a cardiologist. Whoa! I'm just saying, like, she's not cut out to be, like, a doctor that deals with death. Oh, because she did not handle it well? She didn't handle it well, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. Okay, I want to hear all your uh, things. This is going to be an interesting conversation, I think. Well, I think it's going to be short and sweet, so let's do what we liked first. Mm -hmm. And I would like to start by saying I find movies and mysteries movies to be a bit of a breath of fresh air with the change-up of the standard Hallmark formula. I agree. And I almost wondered if I like the movies on Hallmark's Movies and Mysteries better than the regular Hallmark. It gets old after a while, sure. right? I agree. Like the same formula over it. Like you know what to expect. And like, and I get that some people like that, like knowing what to expect. But the last couple movies we watched on Movies and Mysteries are maybe some of my favorite of the year. I appreciated the message in this movie. Mm. To me, it was truly a family movie where I believe the moral of the story was beyond forgiveness for a doctor who made an error, but instead a call to action in recognizing persons with disabilities. That's really interesting. Uh Uh-oh. You disagree? Well, I think if that's the message, they missed the mark in one big way, which we'll get to next. To your point, I liked when Patrick took Andy on the airplane and did his show of like walking down the aisle and said, look, these people all trust me and they all recognize that part of life is out of our control. Yeah, that I am human, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a good a good point. That was well executed, I mm-hmm. thought. And I have thought about it. Actually, a lot of this movie has stuck with me. I only watched it yesterday. But a lot of this movie has stuck with me. It has given me a lot to think about, which I would not necessarily say is the case with many of these movies. They're they're done and they are completely out of my head. But mm-hmm. I do like that this movie gave me some things to think about. Well, I'm going to add to that, too. At the end, when the news reporter is talking to Gladys at the house and she's 
she's telling her about the, you know, the resolution to their story and blah, 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 whatever. And the lady's like, this is not a news story, you know, because news only wants like salacious clickbait stuff. But in that same conversation, she referred to Gladys's son, Henry, as a handicap. And then like Gladys dropped the hammer on her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really can appreciate that. Yeah, there is some education in here. And she also talks about, you know, people with disabilities having driver's licenses. And, you know, Andy was experiencing some ableist thinking in assuming that he couldn't drive. Mm -hmm. And I really understood the mother's frustration in that moment of just wanting her son to be seen for who he was. Right. I have a small side note. One of our face group members, Michael had written in Facebook and in, in our group that this movie had like an after school special kind of vibe. Oh, I'm, parapha- yeah. I'm paraphrasing here. I would agree. And I would even suggest that we need more entertainment content like that these days with a lesson with a lesson. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it feels missing from our lineup. Oh, Yes, I think that's why channels like Hallmark and specifically Hallmark, not just channels like it, will be popular because it fills a hole that is going away in a lot of other programming. Well, that's why I hope Hallmark keeps pushing, pushing outside the boundary of the formula we're familiar with. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, and Hallmark can continue to make wholesome television that is inclusive. Right. I have one baby like, and that is Amy Teagarden's wardrobe and hairstyles. Didn't even notice. Particularly, well, first of all, she changes up her hair quite a bit, which I like. Sometimes we get these actresses and their hair looks the same in every single scene, which is Mm -hmm. fine. I am a hair person. I notice the hair on these actresses. And she had multiple different hairstyles, but there's a couple scenes where she's like at home and she's just got a messy ponytail happening. And I liked that commitment to the moment. (laughs) Felt relatable. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I didn't even really notice to be honest, but good note, Megan. All right. Let's talk about what we wish for, because I think you have a lot to say. I have one thing to say. Oh, okay. And that is, I wish that the intellectually disabled character had been played by an intellectually disabled actor. That is a big question I have. I, okay, I have written down that I know Henry has to die for the story, but I would have loved some more Chandler Massey. However, I wanted to get your take on what you thought about having a typical actor play an intellectually disabled person. Yeah, I don't like it. Does this ride a line of insensitivity for you? It's not even riding a line. It's so far over the line. Mm. I feel like we've come so far. In the middle of June, Hallmark has a movie starring two actors with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're unaware of the necessity for representation within these movies. And there are additional actors in this movie itself who play Henry's friends. Mm -hmm. These actors are available for hire. Mm -hmm. They wanted Chandler Massey. I love Chandler Massey. I like him as Will Horton. I liked him in Next Stop Christmas. I like him. I did. I don't like... I think we, when you know better, you do better. And I don't think we should have abled actors portraying 
characteristics of disabled people. And I tried really hard to figure out the correct terminology within this community. So if there's a different term that I should be using, please let me know. Yeah, I agree. I was like, as I was typing up my notes, I was like, is this the right terminology? So yes, if we are offending anybody, or if there is a better suggestion yeah, i would like to make a change for the better please let please us let know. us know and now there was a 2020 movie called music where a abled actor played a woman with autism and there was a lot of blowback on that movie yeah but of course if you think about the movie rain man who was famously played by dustin hoffman who also won an actor or an, an oscar for that role yeah of course that was many, many years ago, and I was a child when that movie came out, so I don't know if there was, like, uh, an uproar of people who were unhappy with him playing a role of a person with autism. So do you think it's just strides we've made in the last 30 years? Yeah. yeah. I think... When you know better, you do better. Now, do you blame Chandler Massey for taking this role, or do you blame the casting people? The blame falls on the casting, but it is a little disappointing to me that Chandler Massey didn't see this and go, oh, maybe this isn't the role for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not the actor for this role. Mm-hmm. Or he might have looked at it and said, this looks like a challenge. You know what I mean? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I don't I don't think that was the right choice. But well, and he could have been like, hey, I'm going to play this. If the goal is, as you said in our previous segment, are we trying to teach a lesson? Are we trying to shine a light on a community that is potentially overlooked? And his goal is like, hey, I'm going to paint a really beautiful picture of this person who is lovely and wonderful. I think his portrayal of Henry is lovely. I still think he shouldn't have done it. I, he shouldn't have been put in the position to do it. Yeah. Interesting. Good notes. Thanks. What else did you wish for? I don't know how believable it is for a doctor to be so shook after losing a patient, but let me say that I am not a doctor. I don't know what it's like to lose a patient, So, but I feel like... From what I've seen in TV and movies, doctors kind of have like a way about them to deal with that kind of stuff or maybe compartmentalize. That's the word. So I don't know. And I get that she was like in her like first year of, you know, her career. But well, mm. is she so shaken by the death or by the fact that she feels responsible for the death? Because I think there's a difference there, right? You are mm-hmm. a cardiologist. People are going to die. Even her mentor says, like, cardiac disease is the number one cause of death among adults. So you know your patients are going to die. You know when they come to you. It's it's big. Mm-hmm. But is it, okay, I did everything I could and sometimes everything I could is not enough? Or is it, I didn't do everything I could. I made a very big mistake and... Perhaps his cardiac issue wouldn't have been the thing that killed him. It was the car accident, and that yeah. was my fault. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't looked at it fully, you know. I only mm-hmm. looked at, at it as her being a doctor and losing a patient, not that she was struggling with being responsible for it. Yeah. Hmm. 
Good points. I could have done without that kid. Like, I didn't need that whole storyline. Like, the movie overall kind of had, like, a lot of, like, spokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they had, like, the engagement and then his kid and then it had, like, her career and then it had the Henry storyline. It was kind of a lot. Too much. I'm going to say, perhaps. Okay. I just... I don't like kids and movies. You don't like children. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is not true. I have a child. Sure. You don't like other people's children. You just don't want to see them on screen. Look, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. It's funny that you say that you felt like it had too much because I felt like the pacing of this movie was spot on and mm -hmm. I did not feel like they were trying to do too much. Except for there was one <laughs> odd scene in the beginning. Like I did not understand the airport greeting scene. Yeah, that was weird. And then they jumped to her job. Like, I don't know why we couldn't have just gone straight to her with him at the soccer game, which is the next time we see them together. And it makes it very clear that they're a couple. Anyway, I feel like it. they were just trying to show us that he was a pilot. You know, it wasn't necessary. They could have like. No, and that could have come in at in. any point. Like, hey, sure. I'm leaving on a trip. I got to fly. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like that was that was the one noticeably out of place. What's happening here? Confusing scene for mm -hmm. me. Let's do. Did you see that? And I like to do sometimes my did you see that via notable tweets. Okay. I'd like to start with one by tweeter. One kiss means forever. Mm -hmm. Did she get a fruit plate and then steal his cake? Just get the cake, girl. Be happy. <gasps> oh, yes. I was like, how depressing is that? Yeah. Like, don't get a fruit plate, like a sad bowl of fruit. Like she's like a gluten-free, you Giant know. fruit salad. Yes. Yeah. Boring. I love fruit. Like, especially they're at like a nice restaurant, you know, like mm -hmm. have eat the cake. Totally. This movie took place in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Were we to believe that was, like, Portland PDX Airport? Oh. <laughs> that tiny little... I honestly thought they were in Alaska. I thought it was, like, some small podunk. Because it was called, like, Caribou Air or something. Oh, was it? I didn't even notice that. I know there was some sort of, like, sign she was standing next to, but I can't remember what it said. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're going to pretend to be in Portland Airport, you got to get the carpet right. You have to have the carpet right. Everybody knows... Well, not everybody. Everybody who flies through Portland knows how famous they are for their carpet there. So you can't. That's a miss for me. Indeed. A huge miss. <laughs> details, people. I want details. I have another tweet from now watching Xmas who says, I don't know that I'd want to be on a flight where the captain was dealing with the breakup right outside. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, and it's like his fiance. It's a big breakup. So maybe time that better, Andy. I know. Well, and the, again, I was like, she, she's so shook by this whole death thing that she breaks off her engagement. Like, you need to lean hard into the people who care for you, dude. Like, what is she doing? Yes, because he was the ultimate good dude in this movie. Like, she loses yes. his kid in a sports arena, and he's like, it happens to everybody. And while I agree with him, like, that could happen to anybody, any parent, we've all turned around for a second, and then all of a sudden we're like, where's my kid, right? Mm -hmm. I, I Just tell me that that's happened to everybody. Of course, yes. <laughs> but it's yes, so easy me. to yes. do in that moment. I'm not sure that I would have extended so much grace to the person who was watching my children. 
Right. But he was lovely and supportive and wonderful and ready to just weather the storm, knowing that it was maybe going to get ugly. And she was like, nah, I'm going to do this on my own in my sad little alone house. Bad, bad choices. Okay, I have a question now. Would a doctor even know that a patient had a driver's license? I don't think I've ever been asked by any doctor if I if I drive. Well, the question is, wouldn't they just assume that you do? Probably. And she but assumed he, that he did not. Right. Okay. Totally fair. I just, it was so, is it enough to lose a medical license? That kind of error? Well... I don't know how this works, but I would say that sometimes you're taking medicine that doesn't allow you to drive or you have surgery Mm -hmm. and you can't drive for a certain number of hours after. And if the doctor doesn't tell you and then you do and then you die, I think the doctor's at fault. Yeah, I don't know. I would love like to know some real life cases. There's got to be. I'm sure the writer of this didn't just pull this out of thin air. There's got to be something, right? That's a good point. Because she's not new to this type of writing. I also wondered why, you know, she gave him her cell phone number, but why she didn't say, if you can't reach me, please call 911. I wondered the same thing. I was like, where is he going? Why is he getting in his car? Call 911. Because she says to the woman at the beginning of the movie, she does surgery on a man having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And she says, you did the right thing by calling the ambulance. Mm -hmm. She needs to tell this dude, like, if you can't reach me... Call 911. That's the right thing to do, and they'll help you. So that, I think, is the bigger flaw than not telling them not to drive. They go hand in hand. Yeah. But I think, like you said, they were trying to paint a picture of she was making assumptions about his abilities, and it backfired. Yeah. 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 I was just wondering if like it was enough to lose a medical license because like, you know, that Dr. Death, he was like straight up paralyzing people and like continued to <laughs> work, you know? So I'm like, after one, like, you know, I don't know. It just made me wonder. But she doesn't lose her license. No, she doesn't. But I honestly thought like maybe she should quit. I honestly thought she should quit cardiology and be a doctor doing something like a family practice, doing something else or, you know. Okay, but they should have sent her to therapy. That should have been one of the conditions of her return. I agree. You need to process this. You need, especially once she came back and she's like terrifying her patients like, oh, (laughs) death is imminent. Let's run all of these tests. That would be me. I would be that patient going like, is something wrong? What's going on? Of course you would be. Who wouldn't be? You're in your cardiologist's office and now all of a sudden they're telling you you, they need all of these tests. Yes, you would be freaked out. I think we're going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum here. I have much like warming up to you. As mentioned in my dual first impressions, I have conflicting feelings about this movie because... I'm going to give it a rating with an asterisk. Okay. Because I'm going to rate the movie overall as the experience watching it, but noting that I believe that there is one very problematic element. Fair? Okay. Totally fair. My rating is 3.5 with an asterisk. Oh, I have 3.75. Wow. I, th- I, I liked it. I did too. 
Now, next week, we have something really interesting happening. We have two movies again, Romance to the Rescue on Hallmark Channel and Rippin' Time on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Now, you stated in this episode that you believe Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movies are often, this year, sometimes better than the movies on the Hallmark Channel. Now, Mm -hmm. this is a tough one Mm -hmm. because we got this dog movie. And we have a time travel Rip Van Winkle Jr. movie. <laughs> it's a it's a double stinker of a weekend, I think. It could go either way. <laughs> I don't know. I like Neil Matter. I'm willing to give them both a chance, but they're not. They're, I'm not. Opt, I'm not currently optimistic about the fate of this next weekend. Okay, and let it's me... Memorial Day. <gasps> Do oh. you think they buried them because it's Memorial Day weekend? Perhaps. Yeah. Because who's oh, going to be so home? I'm sorry, Rippin' Time. I, okay, first of all, I really don't want to watch a dog rescue movie. I really don't want to, but I will. It's a cute dog. But it's not a beagle. And Because <laughs> um, beagles are dumb. I, I don't know who those actors are. It just, I just, it looks terrible. Okay? And then the Rip Van Winkle Rippin' Time or whatever. The commercial actually looks kind of funny with the exception of... The line is, there's a homeless guy in our garage or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Which I just recently listened to on another podcast that there is a trend away from the term homeless. Oh, houseless? Unhoused? Unhoused is what it is, Uh yes. Did you um, expect Hallmark to be up with the non-problematic language after the last few weeks uh yeah i know i don't know like anyway i mean it's kind of a funny line and it is like who's this dude out in our backyard or whatever but right i uh, uh, i don't like time travel movies fair did you see that they're rebooting time traveler's wife as a series that was a movie, right? I mean, it was a book. And then it was That a movie. was made into a movie yeah. that I <laughs> never read or saw. The book's good. The movie, less good. And so they're rebooting it into a series for what network? HBO. Oh, interesting. Who's the actors attached to that? Rose Leslie and Theo James. Two people I do not know. Theo James... Was in Divergent. Don't watch that show either. I know, big fan of dystopian young adult fiction that you are. The Divergent series was a series of books that then were turned into movies. Not for me. I know. <clears throat> so it's safe to say we'll be back next week with two movie reviews. I don't know, because that's the first week of June. We're going to do our best, guys. We're going to do we're, our best. Yeah. And we're busy, busy moms over here, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you like us, if you like our podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews that you can leave right in the Apple Podcast app. And Spotify allows ratings now, too. So we love them. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.